Oi, oi. Is it a test then? Yeah, test, test. Alright, let's get it. <laughs> we're live out here in Madrid. We're, don't, hey, don't fall off the boat now. We're, <laughs> we're on, on a boat. We're on a boat in the middle of the lake in a park. El, El Retiro Park. That's some famous landmark. It's unreal. We got some sweet, sweet picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some cool stuff going on out here. We're on our first trip. First part of the first summer trip. We're in Madrid, Spain. And we're just enjoying it, man. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we had a lot of crazy things going on these past few weeks. We've been playing games, went to Prague, um, had a U19 win their championship. You were on a podcast? Yeah, I was on another podcast, National League podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, had to had to riff my beef out there. So I had to, <laughs> had to get a little respect on the name. Sorry, um, but then they also brought up your name. Yeah, they did. What happened? Oh, man. Yeah, I told um, uh, Islam, one of the guys that's the, the main guys that respond in our next uh, non-interview podcast. So I'm going to respond. Normally I wouldn't, but this little controversy is kind of bumping up our uh, our podcast. And you know, the rapper and the big rapper. Yeah, so I said that. I thought he had a lot bigger audience, but I was, look I was looking at the stats and all that. I guess we are the big rapper. So <laughs> damn. But uh, no, he seems like a good guy. And like I said, thank God he's talking about me. Because if he wasn't, then that doesn't mean I would be on a boat in Madrid smoking a Cuban. You know what I mean? Going all around the Mediterranean. Because right. if, if there wasn't anyone that cared about this league, you know, making a podcast, there wouldn't be no league. I don't be getting paid to be over here. Right. Exactly. So, hey, thanks a lot, Islam. So it's just giving more exposure to the league, too. Yeah, And totally. more exposure to the gold diggers, more totally. exposure to bold perceptions. Totally. More, more, more exposure to us. Yeah, but I told, uh, I'm going to tell Islam what, you know, obviously he likes football and he watches the film and all that stuff. If he wants to get in the mind of a quarterback and see what it's, you know, really like, because there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes. It doesn't still show up on the stat sheet. It doesn't show up on the film. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. I'll take him through a class. How about that? But my time's valuable, so you know he might have to pay for that class. You know? I, I told him the same exact thing. If we if we want to go about it and talk defense, we can sit down. But you know my time is <laughs> we got we got a masters rooms master class of QB. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're out here in Madrid. What's your biggest thing that you've experienced so far? Uh, the palace. palace. I just got back from the palace, and then the what's the name of the palace? <sighs> I totally. I think it was the Bourbon Age. You uh -huh. know um, where they. Uh, they create it. You're gonna go check it out soon, yeah. here. Cause your friends here. Your yeah. friends. Sarah here Sarah. with me from from college. You know, came to visit. She's been over here for a little bit. Went to Barcelona. Went down to Mafia Coast. Now up here in Madrid. Then going to Venice after this. Um, she's got an awesome job. Gets to work from home. Gets a few days off. Twenty four only too. Yeah. She's working at home. Killing, right. killing the game right now. Big time. Huh? So big inspiration for they're graduating college now. You guys can find dope jobs out there. But 100%. oh yeah, what else? I went to that. Uh, to get a lunch it was like on, on a rooftop there's like a pool um it's like a club too but i just had a lunch there amazing we might check that out later yeah, tonight definitely gonna check that out later um tonight. but no it's so the palace uh we're now this area there's a big circle with a bunch of you know important buildings and mm -hmm. i gotta go look into the names and all that stuff but uh man it's it's gorgeous here yeah it's like just the architecture and it's like it's like uh how do you explain this architecture Art, old school like yeah but more like like, isn't it kind of like Roman-ish, but like with the Spanish like flair on it? I don't know. I would know. say because, because I've seen the Spanish flair, because St. Augustine, right close to where I'm from in Jacksonville. Okay. You know, the oldest town in America. Mm -hmm. Seeing this reminds me a lot of being at home. Totally. You know what I mean? So I see this, I'm like, dang, like they actually brought it over to the States and actually redid it over there. Yeah. And like it's, it's been kept. Uh-huh. You know, so it's, it's even neater to see it over here now, too. Because like the Spaniards really kept their tradition on how they did it. And kept the same architecture and moved it all around the world. No, it's 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 gorgeous. And that's why I said too. Like I've been to Florida a couple of times. I'm like, this feels like Florida. You didn't think so, but I'm like, I feel like I'm in Florida. I feel like I'm in certain parts of Florida. It's not as hot, not as humid as everything. 
like that's why I, I base things on Florida, like the the temperature and everything. But if you if you take the Spanish, I feel like I'm back in Miami, you know, because everybody here speaks Spanish. I mean, obviously we're in Spain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was tough. That's been tough. But there's been barely anybody that knows any English. So shout out to living in Miami because I know bits of Spanish to be able to make my way around. Uno dos tres. That's <laughs> yeah. <all I> know. <laughs> Uno dos tres. What food have you tried? Um, some like fries thing with noodles and shrimp and eggs and that was tasty. Yeah. And I liked it. Um, God, what else did I do? I did, I did a club sandwich, but there's like some weird Spanish bread. And it tastes really good. Uh-huh. Um, and then tonight we're going to that, that, that special dinner. Yeah. So I really a, get the taste so of it. So we've got a really dope dinner set up tonight. We've got a uh, chef that's actually got a few Michelin stars mm. underneath it. Um, so we got hooked up. So shout out to Michael and Medival. Because you guys have hooked me up throughout this whole time. Um, so Michael's um, sister lives here, Lena. And she told me about all these. She told me about the park. And she set us up with her reservations for tonight to go to the place to eat. All we gotta do is walk in and say her name. She knows a chef too, so it makes it even better. That's awesome. Um, so we've got a lot of good things going for well, us. Hey, last night we were at uh, the USA Soccer game. Shout out them. Uh, USA Soccer. You know the women's soccer team is doing a lot of good things. Number one selling jersey in Nike right now. Uh, when they beat after they beat Thailand 13-0, their next game was the number one watch game through all all the sports that day. Um, so the U.S. women's soccer team is doing a lot of crazy things. They're in the on Sunday, you know, I'm being Budapest. So I'm gonna be watching that one. Yeah, good for them, man. Yeah. And then we what we that sweet shisha shop last night. Don't, that don't shisha play. That was it, cool. it, it was dope. It's just, I mean, shisha isn't my my vibe. Yeah, it was a cool little scene though, because it's it's different than like what you would expect here in Spain. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's got the Moroccan. Yeah, like, the, the Moors, because the, the Spain, yeah. the Caliphate used to have this for a long time. So they have like an interesting mix of uh, Christianity. Um, a Muslim um, inspiration, like you see it everywhere, and that's why that cathedral is so beautiful. Like there was like this, I've never seen a cathedral like that. They're the, the weird colors. I have pictures of it. You're gonna see it, but it's like a bunch of different diagonals and designs, and I've never seen something like it. Mm -hmm. So maybe they got some inspiration from the, you know, the, the Muslim tribes, uh, no, the Caliphate that was over here, you know, in the early uh, 10th, 11th, 12th century. So it's really neat. The Moors yeah. was a great like um, civilization for a while. Yeah. So this morning I. Uh, we Kind of separate ways. You went and did a little bit of work at your. Uh, you went to a coffee shop. Yeah. You went to a coffee shop, did a little work. I went to go get the breakfast at this local place. I just randomly found, just walked into. I got me some grilled pork ear. Oh yeah. Right, which is a little bit of Spanish spice, and then uh, a Spanish omelet sandwich. Man, that thing was banging. You liked it? It was banging, bro. I, I would recommend it. I don't know. I think it was like El Rapido or something like that. That's the name of the place. If you guys are ever in Madrid and want to check it out. Um, and also, I've been sipping on, you know, I stick to my name, Sangria. Sangria <laughs> Poppy is why I go by that. So everywhere I've been, I've been having Sangria. That was crazy. I was in a, like a convenience store and they were selling a ton of wine because, you know, Spain and wine. There was like, it looked like nice bottles for like three euros. Yeah. Like, because they have so much of it. And so... I might have to get myself, you know, some red wine tonight if we, if we hit that one spot or hit the I'm club. I'm sangria all night. The whole, sangria. Time I'm, the whole time I'm in Spain, I'm sticking to my name. There's you no got reason it, not bro. to. I got to represent. My mom actually texted me. He's like, so you're going to go into running of the Bulls again? I was like, ah, not this year, mom. So Casper, don't worry. I'm not doing the running of the Bulls this year. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, um, scared. But hey, so we were at um, the Shisha Lounge last night. We had a good talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of controversial stuff, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, we want to start, you know, getting into that, you know, yeah. start bringing in some topics. You know, you've been pushing me really hard and, and I've kind of been saying, you know, what we got going with this positivity and, and, you know, making differences is it's really nice. And yeah. I mean, we're bringing a lot of cool people on and, and when you get into this controversy stuff, it's almost like you can't win and not in the sense like win a debate, but everyone has strong biases and opinions. 
So like it's really hard to talk about religion, uh, politics, um, you know, different kind of stuff like that because you know people think how they think. It's very right. hard to convinc convince them different. But what we're trying to do is just have conversations. Right. We're not trying to convince anybody no. that that we have to. You have to change your views. What we're trying to show everybody is that there are other views. Mm -hmm. Right. To open up your mind and see those other views and be able to just embrace them. You know, we're not saying that okay, so you're Catholic and you're Muslim, so that means that just because you're that that religion that you have to think the way the Muslims do mm -hmm. or the way the Catholics do. We're saying that, hey, both sides can come together, have a conversation, still live peacefully together and understand each other. Well, and here's the thing too. It always like seems like the right answer lies in the middle. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got good points, but it usually always, you know, it's a mix of both right. that make the world work, that, uh, you know, you know, the extremes kind of, you know, balance each other out. But, you know, when we start getting into this controversial stuff, we just want everyone to know here that doing this you got to realize a podcast and a conversation is different you're going to forget things you want to say you know you might say something stupid right. that you regret but we're doing this out of uh goodness you know what i mean we're doing this out of like trying to give you guys the option to be like okay maybe i can look outside my box just like we've been doing you know right. traveling overseas and seeing everything it opens up your mind yeah. right so we're trying to give that to you know the listeners right with positivity exactly so the topic we were going to touch on today was was the gun control we're gonna start out there because um obviously it's a hot topic in the states people feel a certain ways it's usually really polarized you know the second amendment and all that and then the school shootings you know have been constantly going on and then we also thought it'd be going to start off because a lot of people in denmark think we're freaking crazy like cause there's no violence or crime in denmark no and uh maybe one or two shootings like every six seven months something like that obviously there's been a couple lately you know, because violence has popped up everywhere else or in like a few places, but it's not as extreme as what we see in the States. Yeah, and um, so they're always like, well, you guys are so stupid. You guys have guns. Like, just ban them. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll work. And, you know, it worked for us. And I don't think they really had as many guns, you know, back in, 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 the, in the day, like the States, because that's right. been our identity. I mean, we, we have 500 million some guns in the United States, more than people. Right. In Denmark, you can't even walk down the street with a, with a knife. Yeah. It's considered a weapon. Even a baseball bat. If you walk down the street with a baseball bat, it's considered a weapon unless you're heading to your sport. If you're just walking around with it, they're considering you that you're doing something bad. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess it's worked for them. And, I mean, they have really um, a safe society. You know why that is there's probably many magnitudes of different reasons but, a lot less people uh, yes a lot less people um their whole uh culture is really like uh give to one another help each other out right. and uh, they kind of look out for one another but um there's lots of different reasons there's not as much crime and uh, homelessness because they got the, the great uh welfare programs yeah. and, and all that so but when it comes to the states we think there's uh differences don't we big differences big differences what are, what are your thoughts on, on the gun control in the states? Okay, well, on my stance, I'm heavy pro-Second Amendment. I have guns. Um, I totally believe in the amendment. Um, I believe in more, obviously, for safety yourself, safety for your family. I don't like to rely on nobody else. You know, the cops getting there late. Or, but then also, you know, what it was made for at the start. You know what I mean? Uh, government's getting too much power. You know, tyranny. If they take away their guns... You know, they can say, oh, you can, you can vote, right? But when you got nothing to really protect yourself or, you know, they say, what, uh, revolutions with blood, you mm -hmm. know, that's how you actually make some difference. So if they disarm the public, and obviously I'm not some living in a, in a bunker and stacking up at the end of the world, but it's nice to have that safety net. I mean, that's kind of an American identity, you know, the Second Amendment and uh, um, being proud to protect yourself and being proud to 
not let anyone, you know, mess around or, or crap's going to hit the fan. So do you think it's actually a safety net? Because if you look at the school shootings and stuff and look at the kids that are buying these guns and all that stuff, uh, the predominantly the, the people that are doing it, it's, just, it's crazy because they're getting it from either their homes or going and buying it from these gun conventions and they're just going up and shooting schools. Like, what, where, where is the safety coming in from the guns? Okay, obviously it's terrible. Obviously the, the school killings is, is brutal. Um, but uh, was it that Ben Franklin had a quote? If you're trying to give up security and to get more freedom, you don't deserve it. And there, there, there's something to say about obviously when there's 500 million guns, there's going to be problems. Okay, there's going to be shootings, there's going to be killings, and you know how do we go about stopping that? Yeah, I mean I don't think it's great to sell guns to people that maybe have uh, mental illness. It right. might snap, but then that goes down a slippery slope of. Who gets put in charge of that? Who gets to say who's got what mental illness? What if they say, oh, you have ADHD, you can't get a gun? What if they say they diagnose you with something and that's limited on a gun? And they keep it's slippery slopes. You feel right. me? That's why the the NRA or groups that really protect the Second Amendment are so um, deep and, and probably they want to budge on nothing, you know, the, the bum stocks or, you know, stuff like that because they believe that that it's going to come to the point like, well, you see in the Democrat debates, you see that it's banned all assault rifles. And then it's, okay, now only these sort of people get guns. And a lot of people that do get guns are law-abiding citizens right. that do their job, and most of them, you right. know what I mean? So when you when you uh, marginalize or you, you attack a group of gun owners for things that happen that are terrible, that are brutal, you know, it's, I think... Uh, there's got to just be have a better conversation. I mean, people aren't going to budge on the guns. <clears throat> no, I mean, I grew up. I grew up in a family that had guns. You know, my family's all military, but they're trained to use guns, right? But I never saw these guns ever in my life. Like they were locked away and safe. Like I really didn't find out my mom was like really certified to carry a pistol until like two years ago. Really? Like she was like cleaning out the safe. She's like, yeah, I got these two pistols here. I was like, what? Like mom? Like I didn't even like really. I knew you know how to shoot a gun, but like I didn't think that you were like that classified to shoot a gun. You know, so like for me when I was growing up with guns, like it never was like an issue to like try to find out where they were, like find out what they did. Cause like me thinking of having a gun and being able to take somebody's life is is frightening to me. You have a lot of responsibility. 100%. You know what I mean? Like the fact that like this controls whether I say you live or don't live is scary to me because it's like how how am I able to like have that power? You know what I mean? Because if if you look at the people that are super religious and all that stuff, they're like well God should have that power to determine who lives or whatnot. But now, now we hand people guns, and they're like, "Oh well, I killed this person for this this satisfaction or this justification for this by using God or all those other things." Like, it's just the gun thing is just so so wild to me that I don't get why so many people need it for safety. Okay. Um, Are you guys really caught out there, or is it okay? It's it's good. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been shot at, and uh, as a whole different story for another time and when that happens you get that that post-traumatic you know thing where you're like when I was back home if I didn't have a gun on me I felt naked okay and I've been I've been carrying since I was 21 because yes you can get your conceal and carry you know you can mm -hmm. open carry in some states and as I was in Colorado I could open carry but I couldn't conceal which is weird but I really think it comes down to well obviously as a gun owner you got to be responsible Right. I mean, like you do have power, and if you're gonna, you, they say if you point the gun, you, you're shooting it. So don't freaking point the gun. You know, brandishing, you get in trouble for that. If you even brandish it to kind of shy someone out, but just to have that that safety on you, it's it means the world. It it, it does. And then we talk about 
okay, you know, why do people need guns and all that stuff? But and then the gun control. What happens if they ban, they ban guns? Do you think all the freaking guns that are in America are just gonna go away? I mean, look at Chicago. It's the it's the gun capital, you know, gun control and. All those shootings still happen. The guns still get in there. So now, instead of law-abiding citizens who just want to protect themselves and their family, um, you know, the criminals are still going to get them, and they don't have nothing to protect themselves. Does that kind of ring a bell? It, it rings a bell, but if if we're not bringing them in illegally and we're not bringing them in... But they ain't going to go away. Just like drugs ain't going to go away. I mean, both are brought in illegally. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if we're, if we're actually restricted to how they're brought in, then maybe there is a little bit more control on it. Yeah, but how would they do that? I don't know how they do it, but obviously it's something that needs to be talked about and figured out. You know, because I mean, too many people with guns, it obviously hasn't ended in a good way. I mean, you could say that too, but it's you know they they've had those stats and all that stuff about um, about gun violence, and obviously there's way more in America. But I mean, like I said, it's the price to pay for freedom too. You know what I mean, like. You know, you want to live in, that'd be great if we could all, you know, live in Denmark and everything would be fine in Danny. But like we talked about with some people in, in Denmark, we talk about, hey, what happens if someone wants to take your country and invade? Oh, we'll just call the U.S. or we'll call uh, uh, NATO. Like there's no like feeling of, no, I'm protecting my family. I'm not relying on nobody else. You know what I mean? And they, they act like war is not real or, you know, protection and all that. But, you know, 67 years ago, the Nazis came in and, and just took them. Right. You know what I mean? And like that mindset doesn't resonate with me. Just like what Japan said. They talked about, well, why didn't you guys, you could just bomb Pearl Harbor, why didn't you invade the states? And the emperor said, because behind every blade of gra gra grass, there's a gun. You know what I mean? That's pr protection. That's the America. That's why no one can invade our homeland. Because there's not just the military that's crazy, but it's also every freaking person that has a gun. They're not going to just lay over. You know what I mean? And I think we forget to realize that not everyone in this world thinks like us. Some people want us dead for just being believing in a certain thing or having a right. certain skin color and to have that peace of mind, that protection, like, yo, you're going to have to take it from my dead hands. I think the whole thing with guns for me is if you're going to have a gun, be trained to use it. 100%. Be, no, that, have, have your concealed and everything. I, I have no, like, I have plenty of friends that carry guns on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I don't ever feel guns. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a large, black, tatted guy. And so wherever I go, I don't really feel like I'm ever threatened by anything. Um, certain people do feel threatened in certain situations. I've been jumped. I've been in situations that have been really tricky where people have flashed their guns and stuff. But to me, I've never felt like I need to carry something for extra protection because I feel like if it's my time, it's my time. Okay. That's, 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 my, that's yeah. my thought process behind it. Um, if somebody were to break into my house and want to steal everything, well, steal everything, I'm still not going to try to shoot at you and everything. Really? That's just, that's just my mindset behind well, it. What if they put a gun to your head, you had a wife and kids, if they and, put a gun to my head and they and want to take it, about to rape your rape your family in front of your face, would you still not shoot them? Well, I, I'm gonna fight for it. What if they have a gun and they just shoot you and you're dead? So you I bet you. I, I guarantee you, not everybody is so quick to pull the trigger as quick as they think they are. No. When people put it in, put themselves in that but situation. But why even think about that situation? Like, bro, if my, but I'm at killing the, people. Even, even at the same that. time, where are your guns put at? I always have my gun on me. Like by my bed, I put my head on my pillow, in my car. Like I'm ready to shoot. Yeah, but <laughs> some people have it locked away, or they have yeah. it in a drawer or something. And think about it, like, a lot of people's first reaction isn't, okay, I'm going to pull out my gun and go check what's going on. A lot of people will go check the door, go see what's going on in the house, then want to run back and go get their gun. Between that time, shit's already popped off. Well, I think they're stupid, though. So for, so for me, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw these hands. Just be careful with my laptop. You know, if, if they want to shoot and they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. You know I mean, that's that's my way of protecting Everyone myself. I'd, I'd rather have the fight mentality without any guns or anything.
that I went down with a true fight. Because if you look back on how people say you really, really should should approach a fight is with the hands. Because people people that are really in fights, they really can their hands instead of pulling out a weapon to use something. You tell you what, do you think I'm going to fight you with my hands? If I'm going to fight you, I'm, I'm pulling a gun. Why, you're going to lose. So then, why not be smarter about the fights that you're going to? Have I tried fighting you? <laughs> no, I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. And if you have a gun, you don't try to start fights. You don't show that thing. You know, you're tough. You gotta hide it and all but that. But some people, yeah, so they're they're idiots, and those guys need to get their. They make other gun owners, responsible gun owners, look stupid. I mean, and, and I think that's what people look at the margin, the small percent of people that are doing that stupid stuff. Instead of the, the, the other gun controllers, the other people that are using their guns for the right reasons, people that are just hunting to have their guns. There's never been. Uh, uh, a mass shooting or one of those people with an, an NRA member. And I'm not totally 100% defending the NRA. Like any organization, there, there gets to be crazy stuff. Right. Their message, protecting the Second Amendment, I 100% fully agree with. But um, what was the point I just made before that? <laughs> You're trying to talk about like why people should have their guns. Like the people, like yeah, the, the protection. Like you said, they're 100 percent of those NRA members have never done anything. They're just law-abiding citizens, right. and so when they feel like they're getting attacked. Like, like what? I'm just protecting my family, protecting myself with a gun. I mean, there's crazy clowns around this world. Yes, and then guess what happens? They don't have a gun. They have the hands. They go in and blow stuff up. They, you know, they take knives too. You know, people. A crazy person's a crazy person. Is that not true? It is. I really believe. The, the thing does evolve into mental health. You know what I mean? And, it uh, does. The, the, that's a big at, discussion you, with gun. If you look at the, the the mass shootings, it's just it's nuts from what's happening. It's, it's scary to me to think about that if I were to send my kids to school, the that's, thing that, that they got to worry about it being shot up. Because when I was a kid, that's it was never ever crossed my mind. Yeah, we're not think, much older than this. I mean, yeah, like we were just in school. Like if I was going to elementary school, like I got to wear a clear backpack and think about like maybe somebody like I've got. I've got drills on if there's a mass shooting. What? Yeah. Like, bro, you're taking like innocent kids. Like, the only thing they should worry about is coloring in a book and learning the ABCs and one, two, threes. Yeah. No, it's is it wrong? 100%. And it's terrible. How do we fix it? We got to figure it out. But I, it, banning guns, I don't think it'll do much. Yeah, should their parents lock up their freaking guns? Yes. Those trade shows, there's a lot more. It's more complicated. And you can't just go into these trade shows and just buy a gun without proper ID. They do a lot of background checks. Have you bought a gun before? Like a lot of people that don't haven't bought a gun, they think you can just go in there and buy a gun. It doesn't work. I've been to some some sketchy ones in North if, Carolina. In North Carolina, so okay. So well, there, are, there, there are there are there are there, I bet there are some split pace places, just like anything. You, you buy drugs places. Like like honestly, I walked into one. I was like, Yo, I'm just going duck hunting this weekend. Can I buy a shotgun? Oh yeah, here, come on over. Here. Like no check of ID or anything like that. They would do. I guarantee they do a background check. I bought it and no pattern yeah. check, nothing. Really? Yeah. Then you should probably report to. I mean, that, I mean, is I, that a rule? I don't know North Carolina, so I don't know. I can't speak on right. that. Right. But that is a little, a little sketchy. If there's no ID check, that sounds crazy to me. But yeah, like stuff like that. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, background checks and all that stuff. But when they give too much power, people are, are afraid of that. That's the American, you know, in people. We want our freedom because we don't trust people leading the country. There's a lot of corruption, isn't there? Yeah, you know, at the top. Yeah. You know, both, both parties, both everything. You know, and, and people want to have that second amendment. There's a reason it's a second. I mean, people feel really, really uh, it's important, right. you know, for uh, the American identity, the patriot, and, and taking your own family, your own uh, self uh, responsible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to call the cops or I'm going to do People are really, you know, self-reliant. Well, the, the reason a lot of people have stopped calling the cops is because how long they've taken to respond. It's 100%. Like, in certain that's areas. Why we don't, yeah, that's why I'd rather have a gun on me. Yeah, in certain areas. That's yeah. a whole other topic we can right. bring up, you know, in the future. Um. So my biggest thing on for, for people that do want to hold their guns is get trained. 100%. Safely, I 100% agree with that. Safely hold your guns. I'm not saying that we need to take away all guns. Maybe there should be certain restrictions. I don't know which restriction it takes because I don't 
follow politics or follow the whole thing. But I do think there needs to be some some type of way of what we can do to eliminate as many guns, but also give the guns to the responsible people and like actually do full on checks. Like people that like, well, I, there's certain things that you can feel what people say. Like if you had an interview with somebody, like what they would do with a gun, I bet you would tell you a lot about what they would actually do if they actually owned a gun. I understand. You know, yeah. you know like even because if, if you did it randomly, you would catch them off surprise, not like an interview that like is planned, like questions that they already know they're going to answer. Then some, anybody can study for that. Yeah. If you ask, ask somebody randomly, like when they're about to buy a gun, like, oh, well, you're about to get, like, let me interview you this, about this, these certain things, like random topics just to bring up about them. I bet you find out a lot more like, ah, maybe you shouldn't own a gun. And that's the thing, though. That's where it gets slippery because who gets to decide these rules? That's what people are worried about because then it, it, it becomes, well, no, uh, you got D's in, in school and you have ADHD own a gun that's our new rule and then it, it comes to the point like if you're not 100% healthy like you got military you can't own a gun and that's where people are scared slippery slope yeah that's what it is you know it, do I agree yes you know we should be giving mentally ill people guns I, know know. I mean but how do you define and who says who and and who does it that's another whole debate and people are really strong on infringing on that because you've seen like all the socialist communist governments that start taking away the guns you know that's when you know crap hits the fan yeah. And the America, Americans, the, the Patriots, there's people with hundreds of guns because of that reason. They're not going to allow that to happen. And right. if they try, if the cops try, first of all, I don't think the cops would even try to get the guns because they, 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 they believe and protect the, the Second Amendment. So the politicians can say this and that. And the best part, I hate to bring these stupid points up, but they want to take the guns, but then they have the bodyguards with the guns to protect themselves. And right. I mean, these politicians. It's like, well, why can't I protect myself, but you can protect yourself? You feel me? With that, so there's a lot of hypocritical standards, and it's like, great, you live in a gated community. Some people don't live in those communities. Some people are, feel they need to be protected. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's a very complicated situation. It's not it, black and white. I think it also makes it very more complicated with the with the politicians. The reason they want to be with bodyguards is because if you look at the at the what happens to them, like yeah. they're more in the limelight, so they're more of a target. Um, so they want to feel like they're more protected with their guns, where they think the people that the regular everyday person doesn't need to feel like a, a full protection of with a gun because they're like, who is actually targeting you? Yeah, but they, they should be able to say who gets to feel what when it's an amendment. You know what I mean, like, yeah, it that's where it just becomes like. It, this is what I was born with. This is what we people believe in: freedom of speech. You know, Second Amendment. You know, the amendments. This is what I was born with. Lived in this country. I'm an American. And when you start coming, these politicians that start saying that stuff, then you start getting like, who the hell are you to say that these rights that I was born with, you, you can take them away? Right. I mean, it has developed and was written before assault weapons were, you know, it's back in the day. You know what I mean? And it, but, uh, like I said, it's there's so into it. People just be like, oh, gun control, gun control is going to work. It's There's more to it. Yeah, I think there should be a, a limit to the to the gun con gun control. Like, all right, so if you're going to go in and buy an assault rifle, what the fuck are you doing with the assault rifle? I have, we have them. AR-15s, red dot sights, everything. Right, so like what are what are people doing with them? Like that's that's like military grade Hunting and stuff. just for uh, going to the to the range and if crap pops up. Now, I mean, a handgun ain't going to do it if crap pops up. You know, if crap hits the fan, because you've seen it, we, we live in America. Is it not freaking crazy right now? The polarization? Right, right now, it's very crazy. Yeah. So to have that, you know, when uh, things go wrong, it's it's a, it's an investment in your in your safety. And people feel strongly about that. Yeah. And some people love guns. 
Some people view it as a hobby. For me, it's a great stress reliever when I go to the to the range and, and shoot off. I've taken other people with me that have said the same thing. Um, but uh, I fully, I fully, and then obviously the the point comes to, well, if the government tries doing some dumb stuff or. You know, if people come in there and they got those kind of guns, we need them to protect ourselves. You know, handgun's not going to do it. And that's that's what people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, because that's how I think. Yeah, I think, for me, I find other ways to relieve stress. I've shot guns plenty of times, and to me, it just made me fucking tired. It wore up my shoulder. I'm tired of pulling this fucking trigger. <laughs> I'm not hitting all the targets that I want to hit, so I'm done with it. You know what I mean? It's cool. Let me just go to the weight room, and that will relieve my stress. Yeah. Or just go get one off. <laughs> so I think I think that's that everyone has a different way of relieving their stress. Everyone has a different way of using it. I just think, like I said, if you're gonna have a gun, do the safety I precautions. Thousand percent agree with that. So that's why that's the way I think gun control is gonna is gonna take a better effect on how we really use gun control. Well, yeah, and then like the parents, you know, you need to lock the guns up. You, you have little kids around, you and don't tell them to code. Yeah, yeah, 100%. They don't, none, none of your kids need no. to know the code what's to the safe. And a lot of this gun stuff, I 100% agree, just like I talk about self-reliance, it's self-responsibility too. You know what I mean? Like, this is a thing that can kill someone. So you have the power in your hands to kill someone, so you need to be responsible. You know what I mean? Not and even killed, seriously injure somebody, then put them in the hospital for a long period. And guess what? Healthcare isn't the best if you don't the health insurance in the States. You know what I mean? You're paying a lot of money, unless you're on Obamacare before or whatever. But... Still, that's a lot of time that you spend in the hospital, right? No, 100%. So that's a whole other responsibility that you have. Yeah, and people, you know, take it and they need to, uh, yeah, just understand the, and they do it. I'm, the person that I got my, uh, do through safety training gear, conceal and carry right. in, in Minnesota and all that stuff, and that guy was strict as it can be. And he's like, he, he said it basically like this, like the, you have the responsibility of people's lives now in your, uh, holy crap. Don't tip this in your hands. Right. So like, there's good. There, a lot of the people in the community are 100 percent good. And that's why when the, these gun control debates come out, they feel like attacked. Like, what? I'm a law-abiding Second Amendment, you know, citizen. Like, and I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm. That's where people get pissed. Right. If, you know what I mean? Just like marginalized when we start talking about the other stuff about, oh, if someone does this and that, then other people get stereotyped. And uh, that's that's a tough. But I think the biggest thing with this whole thing is. Uh, People got to realize the American mindset. People got to realize people that want to protect themselves. And there's a lot more into it than just ban guns because it's yeah. such a complicated issue. So that's our take on gun control. Let's uh, bring up kind of the rest of the trip. And then cause we're only, only, only have much time here. So we, we are next. We're in Budapest tomorrow. We leave tomorrow night to go to Budapest. Um, after that, we are in Malta. From there, we go to Rome. Then we go to Split. Then Naples, then Santorini. So while we're in Naples, we got like five days there. So we're going to bounce down and go to see the Amalfi Coast. Um, see a little bit of other things there. Probably going to skydive in one of these locations. Um, we're going to do some snorkeling. Do some touristy things, but we're going to we're gonna get out there do some adventurous Crazy things. Crazy stuff. I know Nick wants to jump in the lake right now. I'm not doing <laughs> it. He's going to fake fall in probably. Um, but yeah, we're just going to do some fun adventurous things. You know, get, out, get off the beaten path. You know, see yeah. some things we haven't seen um, as we did today. I'm, you know, I talked to you about this, like when I've been to the other places on the weekends and, you know, getting in the flow when you're traveling, you're not thinking in your head. And uh, it's going to be really for a month doing that. I yeah. mean, it's could be a life changing A month out experience. of a suitcase. Yeah. Small load. I carry, yeah, carry, carry on. On. I got my right. backpack and a carry on. Everyone thinks we're crazy for only doing yeah. it for like 20, but you got to remember people backpack. People back, only use yeah. a backpack and travel for like months on time. 
right? So I don't like for us traveling. I think I got a lot of stuff with me. You know what I mean? But we're gone for a whole month. I'm excited about it because it's to me it's just like a downtime, relaxing. Like there's no worries. Like when you do travel on weekends before you have like a game or something like that, you gotta like all right now I gotta get back into game mode. Right now it's just like man, I just get to experience new things. I get to meet new people. We get to do a podcast. We just get to flow with it. You know, 100%. I'm really trying to use this as like a testing for my future. So like I want to be able to do this stuff and do the nomad life. And I think the way to do it is get scheduled, you know, discipline. You know, crap, knocked out in the morning, then go live a little. You know right. I mean, experience and live. So, yeah, I want to have fun, you know, vacation too. But I really want to uh, kind of, you know, test test the waters up for, you know, the future and what, what could happen. So exactly. I'm excited, man. But this is, I mean, this is gorgeous. This right. is something out of, a, out of a movie we're in right now, so. So we look forward to having you guys through our whole trip. Um, stay tuned for a lot you got coming up. Yeah, we're going to start hitting the controversial stuff. It's, it's time. So. All right.